Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Vinland Saga, which was my choice for this week. And uh, before that, in the pre-show, uh, we were talking about the weight of lost, overall journey for Rick in terms of his weight. And in, in general, we talked a little bit about our uh, feelings on the last patron exclusive, which was High School DXD. Uh, you want to catch a part of that wider conversation or even listen to our patron exclusive episode, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast at all or a month. will get you access to all that bonus content and more now onto the meat and potatoes. Vinland saga <laughs> yeah. was uh, 24 episodes long ran from July, 2019 all the way through December, 2019 uh, producers for were production. IG, Dentsu, uh, and two twin engine. The studio for it was Wit Studio, and the source for it was a manga. The genres are action, adventure, drama, historical, and senning. Now, I was honestly pleasantly surprised by the show. That's it? Just just pleasantly surprised? I was, I was expecting total trash when I went into it. So, yeah, I'm going to say the least of it was pleasantly surprised. And honestly, I'm glad it was... It was yeah, uh, I was blown away. Yeah storytelling that everything about this was far beyond what I was expecting. Now that said, I had heard about this from a friend of mine way back and eh, not way back, but like when it was first airing and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And then the premise just didn't seem striking to me. It didn't seem impressive. And I thought, why would I want to watch a history piece? You know? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, well, it, kind of gives that air that familiarity to it there's a lot that have been changed or drawn on just in terms of uh inspiration so to speak there but i i feel like what's going on is a, a dramatic not re retelling but a reimagining of what the actual events were like what happens if like some some what if series kind of things you know yeah yeah no and I, I get it with everything that went on, like I, so what I was told was before I, we watched it, of course, I, I knew very little. I knew that it was about Vikings. I knew that it was about, it, it had a minor history, uh, my minor relevance to history. That's, that's what I was meant to say. And it was shocking and impressive. Yeah, um, it, it was. Uh, but one of the things that uh, was pretty interesting for it was, uh, so you had Thorofin, right? And Thorofin, yep. honestly, during this whole period, was actually never there. He he was never actually in England during the fights, during anything like that. He was in the year 1010. He was actually already uh, on his way to Vinland or what is now known as North America. I was following say, but... Leif Erikson's mm -hmm. path on there. Uh, the Vinland saga from what I can tell is accumulation or culmination of the two, uh, the Greenland saga and Eric, the red saga 
it's basically kind of like a combination of between the two with an exaggeration off of it at the exact same time. Wait, so there's there's other shows that no no play like into this? historical documents, the Greenland saga. Oh, okay. And, 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 I was gonna uh, be like, why Eric did we Red. watch the third the third edition without watching the first two? No, no, sorry. Yep. So Thorofin is referenced in the Greenland saga historically, and Eric the Red saga historically. Neither one of them talk about him being a fighter. Uh, there's also uh, during during the time frame. So while in this show, there's a lot of political deaths or deaths or things like that happening or deaths in general, deaths in general. A lot of that is uh, some of it's exaggerated, but a lot of it is like, has the characters that are dying. However, at the same time, they are like exaggerated. The people that are there are around it or things like that actually weren't there. Like this whole affair, this whole thing, uh, Thorfinn never actually was there. Thorfinn's real father wasn't Thor's, like in this show. Uh, although, Wait, so Thorfinn is a real person? Yes. No shit. Yeah, th- that's why I said in 1010, Thorfinn was actually following Leif Erikson's path to Vinland, or what is known as North America. He was actually never there. He actually never knew Kanute. Uh, he never knew Thorkel. He, he didn't know uh, or me or anything, anyone having to do with them. So like no Prince, shit. Ken, uh, Prince Canute is a real person and he really did know a Thorkel Floki is a real person and he is credited with finding the uh, finding Iceland. He's actually genuinely credited with it. Thorkel is credited credited to be the true commander of the Yorms Vikings, which is a real group and they were a part of it. And so like they drew on aspirations. So Kanatu and Thorkel really were close. They actually did know each other and there's documentation to support that they truly did know, know each other. However, Asklad n- didn't exist. Thor's didn't exist as far as we know. I mean, like there's a couple references as to who Asklad could be, but there isn't a do- enough documentation on him or background story in this series to actually provide that. As well, uh, Thorofin, by the time all this is actually going on and everything like that, he's actually already married and has a kid. So he's, <laughs> you know, slightly older than, than portrayed here well, or or as old, old and just got married really young and had a kid, which was common back then. He was at the when when we leave him, he's what, 16 ish. It was 11 years and he was like seven or something like that. When 17. So he's probably like 17 uh, by the time by the time season one rounds off. OK. Which is not unheard of to have like to have a wife and whatnot by that time. Yeah, hmm. I was not expecting that. Okay. Yeah, no, that was, that's one of the things that I thought was it, it was really well done. It was great. It was it scratched my itch. However, it's like in terms of actual historical accuracies, like there's a lot exaggerated or changed and everything like that. Which is, I would be surprised if they didn't do that. You know, fair, hundred percent understandable. But I, I just I it's nice to know that it was in some fashion um, historic because I didn't think it was at all. I thought it was just pure fiction. And I was like, I'm OK with it being pure fiction. Everything here caught my attention for a long period of time. And I liked it a lot. So, yeah, the, yeah. Fact, the fact that it it deals with like people at all. I was surprised. I thought hmm. I thought it was like when people when when movies are like 
based on a book. And those of you who or those of us who have read the book were like, that's that's not how it went. Right. That's not anything close. But they mean it's loosely based on history. Yeah, loosely uh, based on it's like it's based on real events. Cool. That well, does I, not mean it's based on fact. <laughs> it just means it's like, yeah. hey, this one thing actually happened. We're going to create a whole story around it. And this is largely right, yeah. what happened, right? This, uh, in all honesty, this is a lot of what actually happened in the, in here. So you had like again the the king of Denmark was the real king. The king's name, King uh, Sway, Sway, Sway. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, but the king that's in Vinland, he hmm. was a real king. He was the actual king, and he was actually during that time frame uniting and conquering England during that time frame. Like this is there a lot that actually happens in here is pretty accurate as to a degree. Some of the tactics Did that drop the, his head off? I don't remember that. I didn't I just know from like other things that I had read about it, but I haven't delved too deeply into it. I'm trying to learn more so about before all that. So I'm like in the early 800s still in in learning about it. Oh shit. Okay. And this is the year thousands. So we're in the thousands. I'm 200 years before that. So, and I'm just like read up a little bit more, a little further ahead, just so that way I could be a little bit more in the knowing. Um, (laughs) I'm in the, some of the (laughs) tactics that they actually use uh, in this show, even are real tactics. Now, granted, some of them are exaggerated and everything, you know, the action scenes are very exaggerated. You mean carrying a ship? Yeah. Those are actual tactics. No shit, really. Yeah, they would actually their ships aren't crazy heavy. And and but they would actually carry ships and they have been known to carry ships, to my understanding, anyways, across land to bodies of water to be able to gain a, a an advantage over it. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. But the entire time they're running with the ships in their hands, I'm like, what if someone falls? You make sure you don't fall. <laughs> yeah, so you get trampled. And they're, they're, everyone's holding a piece of that boat. So if, if, if they weigh 150 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever, they look like they got some meat on them. So let's say they weigh 250. They're 6'2", probably 6'1", 250, plus a boat. You will not survive. You will be losing a rib or five. That's, that step is going to start on your back. It's going to feel real good for like a split second while they pop your back back into place because you're carrying a boat. And then... All of a sudden, it goes through your chest, and you're like, "Well, that shouldn't have fallen." Yeah, yeah, and but the thing is, I mean, like, granted, they're not like like carrying it on one arm, just like running, like it's no issues or problems, right? Uh, but it's the ships, honestly, for them were more than just used for wars or or fighting in general. It was used for trade. It was used for transportation. It was like there there were a lot of uses for for it for them um true uh, so it wouldn't be faceted yeah so it it wouldn't be unusual for them to carry it over such a long period of land over such large swaths of land so to speak it's still very interesting to me to see it even a portion of that because it was not anything i was expecting and the tactics were surprising enough to be incredibly uh i'm gonna say unique and satisfying with the results yeah you know? Yep. So like I was expecting 
something like that to happen. Or I was expecting to be surprised, but I, when I was surprised, it did not disappoint. And I didn't realize that the Vikings were that much bigger than everyone else. You know, because the people we see the in the fight scenes, you're looking at it would like be like me fighting middle schoolers. That's the size difference. Well, and that's done for dramatic effects and things like that, right? Sure. So so Thorkel, I I am like sure Thorkel wasn't like twelve feet tall. Even get a lie of status, right? And you know, just like I am sure. At homeboys can't throw an axe like you saw at the very beginning and just chop a bunch of people in half like it's nothing or <laughs> just slice mass with one swing of a sword, you know, just, just you know, obviously you know there's exaggeration. There is such true, great true. exaggeration going on. Yeah, Thorkel wasn't throwing masts at Ed Boats and spearing people like that. Yeah. Uh, however, dude was gigantic. <laughs> and I was really I guessed that he was related, you know, and I'm happy that it turned out that he was. But I was kind of sad that he didn't recognize familial loyalty, which apparently wasn't a big thing back then. And I got a question for you. This this really I didn't expect this from an anime at all, but it kind of opened my eyes. Hmm. Um, What's love? Do you? Well, there's different varying ways of it, but. I like the topic or discussion that you're trying to go towards because that is a very strong subject that they broach. What is love? What is true love? And honestly, the answer for me is going to be different from you, just like it'll be different from everyone else. True. But I thought that it was kind of interesting because I I wasn't explaining to a TV, but I was close to it. And he was like, well, what's love? If you had to explain love to Viking warriors, so to speak. How would you explain love? Because Thor or Thor's even showed contempt kind of sort of to his firstborn because it was a girl. And he, when he was like, oh, it's a girl and he's holding it in a manner that he doesn't care. And it was just. <sighs> but then that also changes in a matter of minutes when he's forced to oh, give it, it a name. And yeah, it forces you to, like- to kind of change your outlook on it all too but it also coincides with another question one that is constantly asked or that is greatly asked what is a true warrior i mean yes and no i don't think it coincides as much as you think it does um actually i don't even know if you think it does but it in my opinion the the biggest turning point for me for the what is love thing I don't think it was if you're trying to explain love to a Viking who didn't care about his daughter and really didn't care about. I mean, he cared about his son, but that that happens later on. But instead of seeing a family member, um, mother, father, daughter, whatever it is, instead of it being, oh, I love you. The, the priest there was like, that's discrimination. Love does not discriminate. If you love me and you love them, but you don't like them, that's discrimination. Love from the creator, from God, is universal. Good, bad, happy, sad. Love is love. Love is eternal. Love is there. Love is non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's a nice concept, and it's interesting to think of. And I think that the true warrior aspect you're referring to, when Thor's is telling his son that he doesn't have enemies, like no one in the world mm. has enemies. The aspect I think that's in a which version I- of love. That is, but that's not what I'm referring to. Oh, okay. Go on. I'm referring to, because he says, 
because Asklin even says, he's like, it's like, you're a true warrior. He goes, no, I'm not a true warrior. And Asklin looks at him, he goes, puzzled. And his response to him was, it's because I still rely on this. And he's sword, holding yeah. a sword. A true warrior in Thor's eyes, anyways, Thor's eyes, is apparently someone that doesn't need or have to rely on swords or weapons to do the battling, to to get their point across, to solve conflict or anything like that. And I would feel, or even go as far as to say that Canute uh, is the closest to that ideology for him. Hmm. Why? Well, what do you think? I don't. I disagree with you. I was asking why you thought oh, no. that. Okay, well, why do you disagree with me then? I I don't know what I'm disagreeing on you with. Though. The that, fact that Canute doesn't rely on the sword to solve the conflicts in front of him that he'd rather try to find or stop conflict before it progresses much to the way that Kanatu uh, is trying. Okay. Um, I would say his understanding of love is much better than almost anybody in the, the show aside from Thor's. Um, and I say that because when the at least in the reference of how the priest was explaining it, I say that because the way that everything was brought up, the way that everything was done, it just seemed a little. I don't know how the right way to say it is. It just seemed a little bit um, genuine, if that makes any sense. It True. seemed a little bit. When everybody else talks about love and stuff like that, it seems forced. It seems like you need an epiphany in order to to have it there. Whereas when Thor's does it. And I realize we're we're talking about Thor's a lot. He dies in like episode four by sacrificing himself for his son. And when you look at it like that through the lens, the ultimate sacrifice, death, you no longer hate anybody. You no longer fear anybody. You no longer, it's, the priest was saying death is the ultimate sign of love in the sense that if you were to die, then no one can ever, in your opinion, wrong you again. And what will actually happen is you will start becoming a giving being. Your body will be given to the animals. Your, your, your bones will be given to the plants and the dust. And you'll, you'll become nutrients for others. Yeah. So what you're saying is that you agree with me that a true warrior doesn't need a sword. I never disagreed with that part. I disagree with the fact that you thought that the prince was the, closer the to clo- that ideology and respect than. Even Thor's, because the prince doesn't rely on a sword. But he used a sword. He did. At the very end. He did, but not because he wanted to, but rather because he was forced to, because of the particular type of situation that he was in. And it's not necessarily that he was using the sword because he used it to try and solve a conflict. He was Hmm. put in that position by Askeladd, and Thorkel told him to not waste it because of the position that he was put in for it. And that's why. I agree. I can agree with that, but so that has nothing to do with the fact that he relied on the sword. And in fact, even if you look, he had to pry it from his hand because of what had happened. He pried it from his hand after the fact. I agree with that. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I believe that Thor's was more of a person to, to define the, uh, the act of love than, than the Prince was. And the reason why I say that, I wasn't saying that I was saying that Kanate was the, true embodiment and ideology of what Thor's was saying in terms of a war- true warrior. I would, I would go against that. Okay. And the right. reason why I would go against that is because, um, so there was a, 
a popular but controversial person in real life that once said that you should be a monster, but you should have the ability to control it. You should have the will to harness that. And don't don't be kind, or not don't be kind, don't be um, passive, or don't be a pacifist, because that's not something good. There's there's nothing holding you back at being a passive, mm-hmm. pacifist, um, things like that. But whereas Thor's in this anime was a warrior who chose to hold himself back. The prince was never a warrior. The choice was never needed from him to make. His choice was to pick up the sword and attack, whereas Thor's was to drop the sword and not attack, because his Thor's forte was killing. He was a master, and he was stronger. He was more he physically He still imposing. relied on the sword, though, and he specifically stated in the anime, stating, mm-hmm. I am not a true warrior because I rely on this, the sword. True. Kanate does not rely. Yeah, he gave. Well, not necessarily. He didn't necessarily. In order to save everybody, he gave up the sword. He threw it away to protect everybody around him. He did it to save his son who was taken hostage and he was placed in that particular position. Not necessarily to save everybody else. And had his son actually not been there at the very beginning, he would have ultimately slaughtered and killed them. Regardless, I don't believe but because so. his son was there and his son was taken hostage. He was put in a situation where he was made the choice to die or to save his son. And he chose to save his son, hoping for the honor from Asklad that he would allow everyone to leave. And Asklad, in light of that, of the honor that he showed, allowed everyone to leave. Had nothing to do with the fact that he loved him, and so oh, I see that love, and I'm gonna let him go. No, they they understood what he was doing ultimately, and they were largely there to kill him regardless. Now he could they have killed kill them, him. and he could yeah. have slaughtered them all, and he would have relied on the sword. He would. There was no way for him to be able to truly resolve that situation without doing that. But he but didn't again, use the sword at all until the duel. He didn't use his fists. Correct. But Mm -hmm. he was placed in a situation where he had to throw it away because he wanted to save his son's life. I don't believe that's it at all. So you don't care that. So what you're saying is ultimately he would have just killed everyone knowing full well his son would have died. Period. No, I feel like he would have given up regardless to protect the village where his family was. I highly doubt that. Because I, it, he, I said, doubt. he said that take my head to show so-and-so to make sure that they don't retaliate against the village. Exactly. Because he wanted to save his son's life. He it wasn't about his son the, because no, this it, was You need to understand something. It wasn't the mm-hmm. king that hired him. It was Floki that hired uh-huh. him and it was True. backhanded. And 100%. so the only reason why he wanted to go and have his head shown is because the king had summoned him, not because Floki right. wanted to kill him. And so he could yes. have killed all the guys there at the cost of his son's life. It was his son wasn't his in son, danger until the very end in the duel. Right. He didn't throw the sword away until his son had been taken hostage. He didn't pick up the sword until all that scrap went on. No, he picked up like the he sword was and him. He, he was, he already had won the duel. And he told him, mm-hmm. concede, and he said no, and then his son was taken hostage. And when he saw that his son was taken hostage, he understood the situation that he was in. He kills Asklad, despite the fact that he was refusing, or his son well, can dies. Can you explain why? 
Can you explain why Aslan didn't or Aslad he didn't wanted concede to... until the sword was thrown away and identified him as a better warrior? What? So do you remember when he conceded? When he was like, I lost. When no, he didn't say he lost. He said He did. He said you lost. Nope. He said I lost. <laughs> he said I lost, then raised his hand. Oh, you're saying Asklad said he lost. Yes. Yes. I thought you were saying Thoros said he lost. I was like, no, no, no Thoros no. <laughs> I was like, no, no Thoros did not said- say he lost. Like I, I could guarantee you that Thoros didn't say he lost. No, what I'm but saying only, is so Aslan only conceded after he threw the sword away. Yes, and they shot him with the arrows because he signified it. But right. what I'm saying is that he threw the sword away, okay, before he was shot, mm-hmm. before Asclad said he lost, he threw the sword mm-hmm. away because his son was taken hostage. I don't think that was it, because if that was the case, Aslad wouldn't have said he lost. He said he lost because of the stance and in the demeanor of how Thoros was. He Aslan truly knew that he had lost. He would have said that prior to him throwing the thing away then. Because no, he was asking not- him to say that he asked so Thoros asked Aslan to say he lost prior to the sword being thrown. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. And then he's like <sighs> and he threw the sword away and then he said that he had lost. Yeah. But the reason why he was saying that was to give Thoros some semblance of honor at the end, knowing full well that he was going to kill him regardless. But he's not an honorable person and he hates the Danes. He does hate the Danes, but that so doesn't why mean he, do he that can't. To someone he's about to kill. Because he understands what's going on. He, says he knows clearly, full he well that he could he have that? killed everyone there. He knows full well. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why he won was because Thoros' son was taken hostage. That That's is the not only it. reason why. That is the, that That's is it. not it. He even says it. He even says, no, I could doesn't. take. Yeah, he does. Before he fights, he goes, I could take all these guys out. The biggest problem that I have is the people are here with me and my son. If my son specifically wasn't here, I could stand a chance. I could take them out without any problem. The biggest issue is everyone else would be killed. Oh, no. I don't, I'd have to watch it again. Yeah, he, he, he before he challenges Askled too, mm-hmm. and he tells he says all that internal monologue too. He he does. He's like, I could take them out. I could win against them all. The biggest problem is that I have everyone here, and my son is here, and I don't want to place him in danger. See, I I remember vaguely him saying something similar to that. But why would he include everybody else and then his son? Everyone's well, here. He's taken account to son. the situation. Everyone's here. If I were to attack them, everyone else would be slaughtered too, and my son. And the key factor is he can't protect everyone else and his son, and he can't rely on everyone else to protect his son. I figured the way that he was looking at it was everyone else is there, aside from his son, is able to protect themselves with shields and stuff like that. Oh, God, no. They're all horrible. He already knew that they would all be killed instantly. He, he even that he's even taken that into con- consideration is like everyone will be murdered like they everyone there was just horrible. Everyone was trash. I, there was no no one there had any ability or or fighting ability at all. And uh, Leaf even says he's like, honestly, we would just get in the way. We should we need to stay back if we if we even tried or attempted to help. Uh, I get that. So. I kind of get that, but 
I don't know, we're gonna have to agree to disagree until I actually get uh, until I watch it again because I feel like I'm right, which you know it's usual. But I also feel like I saw something that you didn't see, or or you saw something I didn't see. You know what or, I mean? Or or better yet, we both can't be right. What? No, I, I was going to say it's a matter of interpretation and the viewpoints of it. And that's one oh. of the great things about this show is like you can have a totally different view. It's like, no, this is totally what happened. This is totally what's going on. And you interpret it to- completely differently. Right. And it's like, no, this is exactly what's happening. This is what's going on. And and we both see it completely opposite, completely different as to what the meaning is, what's going on, what what it means to us on a different level, or or how we choose to view it is completely different. It doesn't mean that we're both right. It doesn't mean that we're both wrong. It just means that we view it completely differently. And that just speaks to the greatness or how great the writing was for this, is that we both can look at this in completely different aspects and go, no, and and back up like this is exactly what's happening. This is exactly what's going on. I suppose you're right. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense why you'd be able to do that or why I'd be able to do it. You know, it's just I feel like you like it right. Damn it. Um, well, uh, OK, well, tell me, how are you right? Well, I don't remember him specifically signaling out his son as the reason why nothing ha- like he has to surrender. I remember him saying mentioning his son, but using everybody as a group. I figured the way that everything went, I assumed what would end up happening was he was going to sacrifice himself regardless to to save everybody else like he didn't want to fight he was not going there to fight you know what i mean yeah and with his he was going to sacrifice himself in some fashion because he no longer wanted to kill and he was going to i would say extremes to to prove that he was no longer going to kill well it wasn't a matter of him trying to prove that to this group they were a band of pirates that were hired to assassinate him they were i know but i figured he was going to go to the king well well, here's the thing, right? You remember that he wasn't actually going to take all those people with him to the king, right? Yes. Okay. So him sacrificing himself there would have been pointless because the king had nothing to do with him being assassinated. It had everything to do with Loki being the one that wants him assassinated. There. Even, I mean, I- even Askled's like, this is super su- suspect on, on what the hell is going on. It's been this long. And, and the fact that you're coming to me instead of you just going there and slaughtering everyone makes it look super suspicious, which it does. Yeah. And Floki's Flo- actions in general, just speak, but bro, you're super suspect. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. He was not like, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would not invite him to my wedding. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he was, he was a loyalist, I think. And he just he, took it a little too far. He was, pro- yeah, okay, yeah, loyalist to to an extreme. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. So I mean, I think his his mind was in the appropriate spot that you know rules need to be followed and whatnot. It's just he took it a little bit far, a little bit far. He was like, we don't need a traitor in our midst to to help us succeed. Yeah, you know, and and. After looking at what Thor's was able to do, they could have used him. They could have used him so much. Right. Because one Thor's is good, in my opinion, for an army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and from what uh, Throckle says is, you know, the only person that was able ever stronger than him was Thor's. And it, it shows because he was able to take out 30 people by himself with without breaking a sweat damn near. 
Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but that's taking thirty dudes out, mm-hmm. not killing them, mm-hmm. just removing them from the the the. Yeah, which surprised from the Ask, field. A surprised Askled too, because the fact that he didn't lose any men in light of that just shows how great of a warrior he was. Yeah. And again, you know, 100%. I mean, like we're focusing a lot on Thor's, and he's only four episodes in, and then he's kaput out of twenty four. Right. I mean, like they reference him, they talk about him. He serves as a large focal point, especially for Thorfinn. Thorfinn, it, yeah. you know, his whole measure, his whole reason of being is just purely for the revenge of Thor's to, the, to get the revenge. Death of his father. Yeah. And, now, what I'm shocked by, go ahead. And what's interesting too is uh, Askeladd, right? He allows him to stay around and everything like that. And he even comments on it when he goes to see his uncle. He go and his uncle's basically calling his slave useless and everything like that. And Asgard says to him, she's only, she's only useless because you don't know how to properly use her. Yeah. And this lady was, this, the slave was noble nobility prior to an uprising and mm-hmm. then caught and sold off as a slave. And you, the uncle was like, I bought her because she's pretty. And I figured that she'd be a good slave and he's and she's like i'm super disappointed because she's slow and doesn't really do anything right and but that also shows you that in a matter of speaking from how thor finn was being used just dangling the fact that oh you can you can uh battle me you can do this y'all i'll give you that duel you want thor finn mm-hmm. you just I'll have give you to the go chance through. to avenge your husband or your your okay. father your father you have to go do this though. Then I'll agree to the duel. And yeah, and he set up some pretty impressive feats or feats, yeah, yeah. But that is how he is using his. I'm going to use air quotes. His slave. Yeah, everyone's a slave to something. I believe is what was said before. Yeah, either a slave he, to money, power. Yep. You know something. Yep, yep, yep. And it just shows that he has that overall mentality, and it's just great. Honestly, like you, you can use whoever you want. You can, as long as you properly use them, you know how to use them. You basically show them the carrot and let them get a nibble of it every now and again. And they'll continue to do exactly what you want. (sighs) Beyond, beyond inspiring, if you will, because that's the kind of leader you'd want in that age. You'd want a leader that would not waste uh, potential. Right. Regardless of how he's able to use it, you know? And yes, I say that knowing full well that it is, I don't know, using the dead, using a child, and in in most aspects, using a child in any capacity is wrong. But in here, I feel like, I feel like Ashland, is that? Yeah, it's Askeladd. Askeladd, sorry. He never, he saw the potential that he had. And it was like, I need to nurture this because he'll be a beautiful, wonderful asset or a horrible and dangerous enemy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. It, it just so happens to be that he damn near unkillable. So until he wanted to be. Right. So, I mean, who is your favorite character? I'm curious. Uh, I honestly, I really, I honestly didn't have a favorite character. I will tell you who I didn't care for, though. Orphan, I didn't, I didn't care for him or how they wrote him. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. Thorfinn was was kind of whiny a lot, 
and in my opinion, didn't really, I don't know. He had what it took to survive, but he didn't have the main character thing. And I, I don't really know what that thing is, but he didn't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he was whiny. He, he was very complainy or just very moody. I mean, I, I get it. He's a disgruntled teenager, went through a lot of stuff. He's going through a lot of stuff and I get it. I understand. I'm not blind to it. I don't have to like it though. I genuinely don't. Uh, but he's going through trauma. Yes. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, um, you know, since you brought up who about being a favorite character, who would your favorite character be? The the big one, the tall one, the Thor, Thorkin, Thorkil, Thorkel, Thorkel, Thorkel. Yeah. I like Thorkel a lot. Um, he's very straightforward. He is what he is. There, there's no getting around it. Um, if he likes you, he, he, he likes you. If he does not like you, he really does not like you. And you know it. Um, he eats his fill and he realized that sounds kind of odd considering this show. But when I say he eats his fill, I mean, he, everything he does is, is in excess. He be, be it eating, um, be it fighting, be it honor, be it anything. He, it, it, he's never minimal. He, he always goes above and beyond. If he supports you, everyone knows he supports you. He never supports you from the shower or from, from the shower, from the shadow. Yeah. I mean, hell, he, he might support you from the shower. I don't know. But he, he's an ally that has the ability to attract others because he's strong and honest. And he's somebody you definitely would want on your side. He's a giant. Dear God, he's a giant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giant, giant doesn't quite cover it. <laughs> yeah. He uppercutted a horse at full gallop and sent the uh, horse flying. I mean, honestly, I'll tell you this right now, man. Um, the overall story for this was just, was it was great. Overall story was great. I loved it. It scratched that itch for me. Uh, I, I really, honest, I love a lot of this kind of stuff. It's, it's what my, some of my favorite stuff is. Um, one 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 real thing the thing that really upset me with this whole show was at the very end you find out it's a prequel it's a it's a before story you know well that's what all seasons one are are technically well i mean yes but i thought that thorfinn was going to be our main character and i hope he is eventually but well he he is like, the main character but Asuka was also the main character of the show and Kanata became the main character towards the end of the show. That doesn't just because just because you're following a main character through the series or through the show doesn't mean you can't change that focus. And it doesn't mean that it's a prequel. It just means that they're changing the focus of the characters for it as the story progresses on. I, I can see where you're going with that. And it makes it makes a, a kind of sense. Just feels like I was I invested all a lot of my energy into uh, a character that might not show up later. The good news is we are getting a season two. Yes, just not now. Right? Yeah. No. I I would be I would be greatly surprised if they don't continue to have Thorfinn be on there. And the reason why I say orphan is the main character because it largely focused around him throughout the series and Asklad was the main was a main character but 
you could also feel like he wasn't the character that was meant to be permanent. Fair. He he was he did give that feeling that of impermanence of somebody who you'll understand when he dies. Yeah. Um and then at the very end of his life, it's bittersweet, I guess would be a good way to put it, you know? Yeah. Um definitely didn't happen the way I was expecting it to, and I, I was hoping <laughs> that Thorfinn would definitely get revenge. Uh, I mean in a way he does, but he well, no, not necessarily, and 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 certainly not in the way that he's wanting it. Oh, absolutely uh, not. I will tell you this: um, how how Thorfinn felt towards the end with his depression. One, he felt like he was robbed at the end, and I can understand. If I'm that. being honest, I if can, I'm being honest, I feel like he yes, he was robbed, but at the same time, he didn't deserve what he was trying to find. No, and he didn't. I'm, didn't. But the thing is, what I was trying to say is. He, while he was robbed at the very end, but I can, I can also understand like it went deeper than that because in all honesty, Asklad was the closest thing to a father figure that he's had for the better part of 11 years. Yes. He became a father figure. I agree with that. Granted a father figure. He tried to kill and viewed as an enemy. Oh yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, that, that's normal figure. for that time. Apparently. Well, we'll see. I mean, they, they, like I said, said at the beginning, they, they embellish or mm. exaggerate, uh, a lot. So it makes sense. But I, I kind of feel like the one, one of the biggest things I'm disappointed with was the fact that what really happened was never truly exposed, you know, like, no, I, I was, I was sad that, um, Ashland wasn't like so-and-so hired me, you know, because it's not a, ma- because to him, that's not what matters. Well, I figured he, so my understanding was Thorfinn, not Thorfinn, Thorkel, yeah, no, Thorfinn. His whole mentality, his whole thing was, my dad died, and you're responsible for it. Not, necess- not necessarily who killed him, but who's responsible. And I well, say that because if, it was, if he was concerned with who did it, he would have gone after the archers. No, he, he was concerned with how it was done. And he, he Thorfinn's specifically stated you know a few times that you only won because you took me hostage yeah, that's his point of view yeah. i agree with that so that's why has nothing to do with with floki because floki's the guy that just paid him but floki's not the one that took him hostage and he floki's not the one that used that to his advantage to win you and i disagree on a fundamental level because i don't think that the I don't so, believe so. What you're saying that Floki had the influence to be able to have Bjornar take Thorfinn hostage as a child to use him as an advantage against Thorfinn. What I'm saying is, I don't think it was as as instrumental. I don't think that the. I really the, think you should rewatch it. I mean, I might because it was a good show. It was, but I, what I'm saying well, is, I don't think it was that. It, it was important. I will agree. But I don't think it was that. Um, and that was like a very monumental and pivotal point for the for the character development. So, but hey, like I said, you know, we're all allowed to have our opinions. Mine's right, yours wrong. That's how it normally is, though, Rick. Well, you don't like my little jab there? Uh huh. I, I just I, I don't think it's correct. Yeah, that's fine. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> oh God! One day, one day, I'm gonna be like, hey, you know what? We asked the author and. They sided with me. Of course, they never will because 
Well, and they're going to tell us we're both wrong, honestly, Rick. I'd be like, you and I both know probably. that's what it's going to do. No, you both are idiots. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Or, 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 or my, my super favorite one, it's however you interpret it. God, I hate that. You're right. Whatever you think, you're, you're right. No, you're not. No, you meant it a certain way. Which way did you mean it? Oh, you don't want to take a side now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if, if you can't tell, I actually, I have an author as uh, a kind of uncle, a family friend of my dad. And he likes to do this, this kind of thing with books. And when I asked him, I read his books. I was like, Hey, what does this mean? He goes, whatever you want it to mean. Like, that's not an answer. (laughs) Ah. So So. I think this is a great spot for us to give a rating, sir. How about you? You know? Yes. I agree with you. All right. So (laughs) I I genuinely do without giving too much more away. I agree. On a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Um, hmm. I, Hmm. That's a really good question. I want to give it props. I want to be able to be like, this is what it is. It's not a one, definitely not a 10, but the animation style was good. The quality was impressive and consistent, um, which super important to me. It played on a TV really well. It didn't lag. Uh, when they switched to um, animation, like uh, computer graphics, it was almost seamless. Almost. Um, hmm. I'm going to give this a solid eight, eight. Yes. I would recommend this to as many people as I could get my hands on. And it is something that I will be watching again. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the seven. Okay. Uh, why seven going with seven? Because main character Thorfinn was really, really windy. Kind of detracted it from me a little bit, uh, a lot. I mean, you had a good point though. He wasn't the only main character. He was not the only main character, but he was the one that really got underneath my skin. Okay. Um, just like uh, half the time when he came on on and how he was acting or things like that, I just felt myself just like wanting to just like him to move past <laughs> or just move past the scene or things like that. It's just like I, I didn't care for him or how he was. He 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 bugged me on on a lot, a lot. I would recommend it definitely, but. I'll prop. I may revisit it if I'm feeling uh, particularly uh, adventurous. But Generous. that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. So uh, next week, uh, next week is actually going to be a movie, and it's going to be The Boy and the Beast. Oh. Okay. Yep. Don't you usually ask me what it's about? I have <laughs> absolutely no idea. It's it's about a boy and a beast. I'm assuming. So. Well, I mean. It, Beauty and the Beast was taken. This, this is just a spinoff. Uh, sure. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. So, <laughs> well, uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, if you felt like we got something right, something wrong, you disagree with us fundamentally, agree with us fundamentally, or have a viewpoint of your own, we would love to hear from you and and hear about what you feel on it and your interpretations. Uh, you can reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter at featured anime podcast on Facebook, uh, hang out, talk to us in discord while I was hanging out and chill chatting in there. A uh, link for that's going to be in the show notes for you. Or if, uh, you feel, uh, so inclined to become a patron and gain some bonus content here, are those exclusive episodes that we are typing patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. And if you want to buy yourself some swanky merch, shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 